Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is Let's Get Real with Becky and Susan. And this is a podcast where we lay it all out on the table. No topic is off limits, where we like to take a look at the good, the bad, and the messy, knowing that God can make any mess into a beautiful thing if we allow him to. Amen. Hello and welcome. I am Susan Sudney. And I'm Becky Harris, and we are so glad you joined us today for another podcast. Yay! Yes! <laughs> we welcome you. Yes, we do. We welcome you very much, and thank you for listening. And today we just want to encourage you that everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. You have a story. I, I have, have a, story. a story. You all have a story! <laughs> <laughs> Almost sounds like a song. You have a story. I have a story. We all have a story. We can write woo, a story. Wait, we can write a story song. <laughs> sounds like a preschool song, but we can write hey, it. Hey, <laughs> I've been in that world for how many yes, years now? You were, yes, but no. Yeah. We do. We all have a story, so right? So let's start with your story, Becky. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's very long. I don't know if we know. No. But what, I guess, I don't know. What story? Well, your, your story maybe of how you, how you came to the Lord. How I came how to the came Lord? To, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, it all started. No. <laughs> <laughs> I read Way stories. back when. I read stories to my kids, like in, you know, voices. Did you do oh, that when your kids were oh, little? Oh, definitely. Oh, they loved it. And then they used to harass my husband. They'd be like, you know, my husband, Ricardo, God bless him for reading to them. But they'd be like, Dad didn't do all the voices. So then he started one day, like, trying to do voices, and he really overcompensates. Like, we read the Advent book every Christmas, and his voices are hilarious. But it's the thing now. So anyway... The, my story of how I came to Christ was, I, I mean, I was raised in a church. I was raised in a Methodist church. Mm-hmm. And so I learned the basic Bible, you know, type stories, you know, Daniel and the lion's den and Jonah. Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a har. <laughs> and Jonah and the whale and all those things. And, um, you know, I don't know whether or not, I mean, obviously now as an adult, I could say I know God was drawing me, but then, you know, you don't necessarily know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I, you know, we just kind of kept going to church. And then I got to a point where I was around 17, 18, and I really quit going. There wasn't a lot going on at our church for our age, and I wasn't trying to be in church anyway at that time. I wasn't trying to necessarily be near God. Now, when did you meet Ricardo? I met him when I was 14. Oh. (laughs) So he was like a partial journey in this, in a way. Yes, in a way. Uh, But yeah, so because of Ricardo, actually what happened is his mom invited me to church and her vehicle was, she's a fabulous singer, choir director, and she was going to be singing um, and leading a song. And so she Mm -hmm. says, hey, do you want to come and hear me? And I thought, well, okay. And Ricardo wasn't even going to be there because he was in college at the time. And so I didn't want to go alone. So I took my friend, uh, which is our oldest, um, our oldest daughter's godmother, and her sister. They came with me. Okay. And so, yeah, they came. Safety in a pack. Safety in a pack. I figured, all right, I'm not going in this alone. And, and I went, and you know what? I, en- I actually I enjoyed the message. Our pastor um, was sharing his story. He became our pastor. He... Um, was sharing his story that day and he talked about how he had been a lawyer and then some things happened and he was sharing his testimony basically. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that's what it was at that time right. or I didn't know to call it a testimony I should say but I just I was like okay and so I just kind of kept going and then but I was still doing things like on my own. I was still living my own life and it had all kind of come to I would say a crash when um, I was pregnant Um, with our oldest at 19 and I was still living at home I had like little to no money I mean I had a job but I was not making money to support a kid and when I was about I'm gonna say no I was yeah eight months about eight months pregnant with her 
sitting in a service. And there was just, you know, I just kept going. I kept thinking, well, I feel better when I leave, Mm -hmm. so I should probably keep going. Okay. (laughs) And so when I, um, it was a service that I was just sitting there and the pastor, you know, um, gave this church was a Baptist church and they would do the open the doors of the church the church of the doors are open that's what they would say at the end of the service and they would bring two chairs up to the front and like some deacons and people would come and stand there and if you wanted to accept Christ or become a member of the church that's what you did you walked in front of everyone to the front of the church so it was kind of intimidating (laughs) really intimidating but that day I didn't think anything of it I I didn't it was like God was definitely speaking to me and I had been like kind of praying you know a little bit in the way that I knew how at that Mm. time in my life because in my eyes you know and in a lot of people that were around I had a lot of people you know leave my side for lack of a you know a lot of friends a lot of so I just was feeling alone except for God and Ricardo and you know a few family members Mm -hmm. so I had that kind of drew me closer to him to pray. And that day that they were like, the doors of the church are open. And it was as if there was, I always describe it this way, but it's the truth. It was as if there was like a rope (laughs) tied around my waist and I couldn't not walk down the aisle. And I just like walked down there and saw, and just to give you a picture of how, because I think this is important. This was like, an all black church. Mm-hmm. I am not black. I am white. So with red hair. <laughs> <laughs> so I stick out. <laughs> and um and an older, a very traditional, like older established church with, you know, I don't want to say cliques because they're not, but just people were very rooted in relationships there. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the people in that church, my husband grew up they knew him since he was little. So he right. grew up with them. So it was kind of if I would have thought about it, it would have been really intimidating, and mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have. But it was totally the Holy Spirit. He had that rope that and was completely, getting pulled. He knew I wasn't going to come any other. Yes. No, <laughs> and I did, and I just I went up and I just said yes. And the best way I can describe the rest of my journey with him has just been me simply saying yes. It's kind of like the at times an afraid little girl, but just him saying, "Okay, come this way. Okay, work on this. Okay, learn how to do this." And me just saying yes each time. So. It's that good. is how I came to know the Lord oh, <laughs> through all that. of that. Yeah. Yes. Now, how about your story? My story is one where I pretty much felt like I knew God from the day I was born. That's amazing. <laughs> you know, I was raised in the Episcopal Church, which which um, traditionally is more um, situated maybe with works and performance. You know, mm. it's somewhat similar to the Catholic Church where you have the different sacraments and you're supposed to do this and this and this and that ensures your salvation. And and it's not so relational, but I found a lot of relational things as a child in that church, you know, with the Bible stories. I really remember um, even as a young child, I would I was basically alone a lot because I was in an all-boy world. I have two (laughs) brothers, and everyone in the neighborhood was boys. And so sometimes I would play with them, but a lot of times I just really played by myself. And I would talk to God. I would pray and and do things like that. And I didn't really know a lot about God, just the Bible stories that I learned. But I really had a hunger and a heart for him. And so um, fortunately, my mom was really... uh, hungry and wanted more than just what she was getting in the church at that time and she pressed in and was reading books and 
and heard about, you know, different people in the area, um, the full gospel businessmen and things like that. And she wanted to, to accept, you know, and see what God had because she said there's got to be more to life mm-hmm. than this. There's got to be more than just having kids and going to church every Sunday. And, you know, and she, she was hungry for more. And so I remember that um, she started taking us to all these services. And I was, you know, still pretty young child. And I would just see, like, crazy things happening compared to the Episcopal Church, you know, where you saw people fall under the power of God and mm-hmm. see, you know, legs grow out and people being healed and, and everything. And it yeah. was like, wow, it was, like, really exciting. I know? imagine. I mean, yeah, legs uh, yes. grow out. Miracles right before miracles. your eyes as a kid. That's Yeah, cool. yeah. People being set free from demonic oppression, mm-hmm. you know. Wow, yeah, that would <laughs> change like, up. <laughs> yeah, you know, as a young child, it would be like, wow. So I remember, you know, these were very long meetings because, you know, in our, our nice Episcopal church, you just had a set time and you were done and over. But these meetings would go on for a couple hours and, and it would be like, wow, I'd just be amazed to watch and and so I don't know. I always thought I was saved. And so, you know, when I heard about the Holy Spirit, it was like, I want to get baptized and speak in tongues. And I kept on going up front and nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like really sad. I'm like, why? You know, I had a you know, person saying it's like a gift. And he like gave me a dollar bill. And, you know, I think I was 10 at the time. So I was like, oh, this is great. Money, you know, goes, All you have to do is receive it. You just take it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm trying to receive it. But I really think at that time I really wasn't um, a saved Christian at that time. I, I knew about God. I talked to him, but I never had made that decision in my life and mm-hmm. said, you know. So this one meeting I was at, and I was going forward to, you know, get filled with the Holy Spirit. I was on a quest for that. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Um, they had us all gather in the front because this was a big camp meeting kind of thing. And there was like probably 60 people. And I was maybe, um, at this time I was 11 years old. And I was like with all these adults and everything. And and I wasn't intimidated though. And I remember praying the prayer of salvation and just something broke in me. And I started mm. crying and I couldn't stop crying. And I remember them playing just as I am. And to this day, I just think about that, you know, how much God loves us just as we are. You know, he doesn't want us to to really, you know, have to change ourselves in any such such way. It's just like you said, just saying yes to him, Mm -hmm. just receiving him. And I just felt the love of God in such a real way that I'm really crying now thinking about it, you know. Just thinking about how much God loved me, and I just, I just remember saying the prayer and going, and still not getting filled with the Holy Spirit at that time. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like, why can't I get filled with the Holy Spirit? But um, just receiving, and I really, you know, that was my salvation experience, and it was just something that God just really poured and lavished me with His love, and I really felt it in a very real way at that moment, where it's always stuck with me and. You know, going through my teen years, you know, you you try to do, you know, different things and experiment with different things. But I had the Holy Spirit just constantly, you know, inside of me, you know, showing me the right way. And I would, you know, know how much he loves me that I could just say, you know, I'm sorry and move on from things <laughs> instead of beating myself up about it. And it was just that relationship that, you know, he carried me through. And, 
it was, you know, amazing. And, and I just wish that for everybody. I pray that for everyone just to realize the how much God loves us lavishly. Right. Lavishly. That's a blessing and, and a gift that you received that at such a young age, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all we need to say is yes. Yes. Just yes. yes. And how he's constantly pulling on us. Because mm-hmm. you can look back in your life, and I can look back even in my, you know, early. And I can see, you know, like I went to a Baptist uh, vacation Bible school mm-hmm. really early and how mm-hmm. the, the prayer of salvation was laid out then. Yeah. I remember, you know, one of the ministers coming to the Episcopal Church. That really was a, a bona fide born-again believer in talking about the miracles of Christmas. And I remember the pull on my heart then. And, you know, just the different pulls that you had. Right on your heart and how God is constantly reaching out to people wherever they are. He is, yeah. And no matter what, no matter what your story is, no matter what your circumstances, he's always right there Mm -hmm. nudging. And I think a lot of times, at least for me, when I look back, I can think of a lot of them. But during that time, it was harder to see. Oh, that definitely. makes sense. It's yes. like now you can look back and you're like, ah, that was God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, that was you, wasn't it? Like I <laughs> I do that quite often with God now in my relationship where I'll be like, that was totally you, wasn't it? You're, you're up here cracking up at me, aren't you? Like not at me, but, you know, that's just him and I. We giggle. But I was like, no, you're probably cracking up because I'm just now catching on to the fact that that was you working on my behalf, you know. And just to realize how, you know, he so loves us that he goes after us. I mean, I just challenge you, you know, as you're listening, just really think about, you know, all through your life, you're looking back and seeing Mm -hmm. how God put different people in your life, how God had maybe, you know, had somebody come and say something to you or give you something or... You know, looking back, like you said, you can see so clearly. And so many times we lose sight of that. Yeah. We just really take it for granted. But yet, you know, the love of God is just always working and yearning and, and chasing us. It right? is, yeah. And and think of, like, you know, with my story, my mother-in-law, she wasn't my mother-in-law then. All she did was ask me to come here. She didn't even, the funny thing when I think about that is she didn't even ask me to come to church. And I'm using air quotes. Like, she didn't she ask did. me. She used air quotes. I she didn't it. ask me <laughs> to come to church. She asked me to come hear her sing. Mm-hmm. It just was at a church. And was I it just. sing or sang? It was sing. sing. Yeah, no, it was sing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but she, all she did was ask me that simple question. And I don't know if it was, maybe it's because she knew I wanted to impress her and I would come. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I, I probably a mixture of both. I was curious. I was, you know, and I hadn't been going to my, I guess, home church or where I was, um, where I had but grown I up in the Methodist right. church. Yeah, I hadn't been going. So I thought, well. Why not? I knew Ricardo liked to go, but it was just a simple act of someone asking a simple question, mm-hmm. um, you know, which too, like you said, when you reflect back, look at the people that God has placed in your life. You know, initially when you're meeting them, sometimes you might not think, oh, this is like a destiny connection as some people like to call it or whatever, but yeah, really. A divine appointment. Yes. That's what yes. it is. A divine appointment. Yes. Yeah. But you. But you never know. I have a saying that I, and I really believe it's true because it was after God revealed to me the different people he had placed in my life at different points in my life, ones who now I realize probably how much they were praying for me, how much they were like filling in the gap of where I was at in terms of my relationship with God. But um, just realizing what an impact you can have on people's lives, you know, 
when you look back and you see those people that had that impact on your life, and they might be real small. You know, some people think, oh, I have to do this big thing, or I have to go out and, you know, invite 20 people a day to church, or I have to do, you know, whatever. But Or they think they have to be perfect. You have to or you have, have a perfect sh- life. I mean, yeah. what's the pressure with that that people put on that? That could be a whole nother podcast. That is a podcast. whole nother podcast, <laughs> and I could write, like, the, the manual oh, on how to get free oh, from it. No. Yeah. You know, because they think, well, you know, I'm, they've heard me swear. They've seen me get bad. You know, oh, yeah. you know, I've had someone confront me. You call yourself a Christian? And I'm like, yes. Hello. Oh, my gosh. Now, OK, I am curious only because what could they have seen you do wrong? Susan does no wrong. She doesn't. No, I'm, you're a person. You're human. But I just mean she's. Yeah, I don't. I You're don't even know positive, what it was. But you know, I, I can't imagine that anyone would ever even just be able to say that about you. But yes, I know. Um, but they did. <laughs> but they <laughs> well, did. No, I think it, at that point it wasn't because I was agreeing with something they said. And oh like, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's just like yeah, you know, no, I'm a Christian. I love God, and I'm yeah. You know, I'm. Not perfect. No. None of us are perfect, but we all have a story about God's amazing love and how he reached out to us. And, right. And we need to share it. There is so much power in just sharing your story. Right. You know, it's just a reminder to you on, on God's goodness and how he called you and came after you. And it's also showing other people how much God loves them. Right. Or sometimes if you meet people in a certain phase of life, like if you were to meet someone today, they're looking at you today and thinking, oh, that's how she was however many years ago when she accepted Christ. And really, you're not. You know, it's been a journey to become who you are in this present moment. For all of us, it is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important. Different to things just, to overcome. Different yeah, things to. It's to, just important to remember. Yeah. Everyone has a starting point. You're not the only person that has a starting point. Everyone started somewhere. Yes, there's more than one page to my story. There you go. And there's more than one <laughs> chapter to my book. <laughs> another song (laughs) but you know we just want to encourage you today you know think about your story write it down maybe yeah share it with someone share it and don't let don't let the enemy try to tell you that no one wants to hear it because I think that's his biggest his biggest weapon is to get us to just shut up (laughs) or just you know thinking oh well it's not that spectacular you know I could say that about my story because I pretty much was raised in the love of God but to me it just sharing it right now it just overwhelmed me thinking about how much God loved me so it just really blessed me and it is spectacular Mm -hmm. it is because like you know whether that happens a lot or not but yeah yeah everyone so yeah we just thank you for listening to us today and we pray that you um share your story share your story (laughs) and that you even if you're just starting with sharing it with yourself go back in your memory bank and remember your story um no matter what it is and write it down and maybe you know we're just going to encourage you to find someone to share that story with maybe it is a simple thing and reach out to people we all need each other and and just make those connections of love with people so father god i just thank you for everyone that's listening today and i thank you lord that you are just going to invade their hearts and minds with your peace and your presence that they're going to know that they are enough just the way that they are and that you are ever drawing them and bringing them closer to you through every action and every step of their life god let let them see that i pray that you reveal that to them today and we just thank you for every person in jesus name amen amen until next time 